0: Uh, welcome to Dario's World. Um, my name is Dario Kucha. I'm the sales mind shifter, coach and trainer. And with me for Dario's World podcast today about Brett Kaufman, who is, uh, correct me if I say it wrong, Wellspring, is it right? Wellspring, Wellspring Media. Yeah. Right. And uh, he is ultimately a passionate copywriter and marketing expert that helps uh, business owners and entrepreneurs translate their message so that people ultimately are you know get interested to buy from them and so that it translates in from prospects into sales and uh, that the message is really you know well received just like it is when you're speaking to someone have I made that clear enough like that did I explain that well yeah
1: you did great <laughs>
0: So uh, it's good to have you here today. And I mean, one of the things that um, that I felt very, um, you know, intrigued by was when I read your story, um, when you shared that on Facebook, you know, I mean, uh, it's very intriguing to read that for you, what helped you come out of your shell and discover who you are is the written word. Yeah because for me that's totally foreign to be quite honest in a way it's for me it's a spoken word <laughs> so it's the, it's the opposite that, that intrigued me really so um when did that re- when did that, uh, end happen and what what was the reason that ultimately that yeah that it happened
1: yeah so first of all thank you for having me I really appreciate it we've connected a while ago and i, I I love checking out your content. I love your ability to really make the person feel understood. So I want to say thank you for devoting time to have me on the show today. You're welcome. Um, My story, that that story that I was sharing was talking about a depression that I went into. It's actually the second stage of that depression. The first one happened in 2011, but I had no really idea what it was, and then this one had a little bit more idea in 2014. So, mm. the backstory on that was I just came back from living abroad in Israel. I did my so- sophomore year abroad in Tel Aviv University, had an incredible year. But when I came back, the environment that I came back to in college um, was not conducive to the person I wanted to become because it was more that I had this amazing experience and I didn't have people around me to share it with because you know, we were just in different, different parts of life. So I became very like internal that way. And I didn't know how to communicate this. I, I, um, because of that, I spent a lot of time alone and oftentimes we spend it alone and don't know why we become depressed. At least that was what happened with me to the point that I literally forgot how to talk. I had to retrain myself how to talk. And it was a very crazy concept to me because I would have friends, um, that I would try talking to and literally I couldn't explain what what was off me or I couldn't explain to them like why I was feeling sad. And it got to the point that I uh, thought it was better for me to uh, turn off the lights permanently. If you catch my drift versus solving the problem. So that was actually the first time that I got into therapy or excuse me at my university. That time I got into therapy and through one-on-one therapy, I was introduced to group therapy and through group therapy, I was introduced to the written word. And what I mean by that was, When we were in group therapy, it was a very fascinating uh, concept because we weren't allowed to talk to each other outside of the the group that we were in. Mm -hmm. Um, And in in the group, we couldn't give each other advice. So all we could do was um, basically hear someone else's story and then you could like you could talk um, about your experience. And because I couldn't give advice, I started to journal what I would use as advice to them because I felt like that was my way of like healing myself. And I realized that when I was able to like write out conversations, I saw that I felt better because I I didn't really know how to articulate it verbally. But for whatever reason, I I could write it down how I was feeling. And I felt this weight lifted off my shoulders as I would write out what I was trying to say. Because this still wasn't working the way it needed to work. But for whatever reason, the words on the page, I was able to translate that. And that was the first time that I saw that. Mm-hmm. Writing became a form of therapy to me. Okay, and that—that that was my—that was, my, that was my first like glimpse of hope in that moment. And how many years ago was that? That was in 2014 and 2015. So about seven years ago, approximately. Yeah.
0: Okay, quite a while. So, what ultimately? Um, was the reason that you ended up becoming a copywriter? Was that the reason that you you then decided I want to become a copywriter or was there something else that happened in your life that uh, had an influence on that? Yes,
1: so that's a great question. I then um, became very passionate about pro-Israel causes because I was just living there and I wanted to support the issue. So I ended up working for a bipartisan lobby organization and I was fundraising. And so I would cold call people Get them to meet with me, and then and ask for donations between two thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. And what I found was, what I would say out loud was good, but my phone scripts or my emails or my text messages that got them to meet with me was what was resulted in me being one of the best in the organization for that. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's when I realized the power of written words, like in regards of actual communication that way. And um, eventually a friend introduced me saying, this is copywriting. And I was like, oh, okay. And I transitioned that then to the personal development space because the personal development space helped me drastically overcome my depression as well. So that was the avenue when someone says, here's what copywriting is. So I just moved it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you, like, how long have you been now doing copywriting?
1: So full-time, yeah. you've been copywriting for about four years now, three four to four years, years which yeah, which has been
0: very exciting. Awesome. Well, the, what's one of the things or the biggest transformation you notice if, when you helped people in the industry, like, you know, when it comes to from getting their copy ready to actually translate into traffic that translates into not only building a list, but ultimately making online sales. Has there been any product or service where you thought, wow, that, that just went amazing?
1: Yeah, it was probably you have a similar experience when you're when you're teaching sales that oftentimes when you get to talk to someone, you feel their passion. But in my case, when I read their words, I didn't. And I was like, but you are so good. If I put you in front of people, you'll be able to sell out in a heartbeat. Hmm. But your words aren't reflecting that yeah and so that's the biggest gap that i saw in the industry so now our mission is to make sure the words that you speak carry the same impacts of words on the page hmm. and um when coaches were able to do that that's why our clients have been so successful making sure what's in their head is accurately reflected on the page
0: yeah is there one story that you can share with the listeners uh, or with the people that are watching the video um that ultimately was for you um
1: yeah, i say the role model of, um, you know, of a success story. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a uh, framework that we, when we walk through how to make sure that that translation is there, that people can use when applying it to their own work. Because um, it's how we've had success all across our clients. So it's called the five-part foolproof framework. So the first is when you're writing something, ask yourself, Did I position the problem accurately? Meaning, did I call it that main problem that they're having? Then we talk about, did I paint the pain? And notice the word paint there, literally like a paintbrush. Mm -hmm. Does a person feel it? Is it spread across? Like, do I feel that pain as I'm reading it? Then did I sing, sing the solution? Do I feel very joyful and cheery when I'm describing what your life, the prospect, can be after working with me? Then did I disclose the data to provide right, that analytical, logical part that you need to make your subconscious feel better, that it's not getting gypped or ripped off? And then did I offer up opportunities to overcome objections, which is answering every little thing in your mind that says, I can't do this. you know, I don't have the money. I'm not smart enough. And so when you use that rubric across what you do... You will find that your copy will convert that much better, and that was our case with us. So we have a copywriting course that organically we just we just pushed it, and it did over three hundred k just selling a you know thousand dollar product organically, and mm-hmm. it was because it wasn't that we were saying anything super fancy on the page, but because we follow that 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 rubric to mm-hmm. make sure all those points were being hit. Yeah. So you the agency
0: you're working. With ultimately, they are their own success story in a way. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That's good. I like that. I like that. What would you say is the number one problem that most business owners or
1: entrepreneurs have when it comes to copy? That's a good question. It's that they don't see it as a uh, main pain. Oftentimes what we'll do is we'll, we'll go take a course and then we'll copy everything that that coach did which isn't wrong because it worked well for that coach. We have the proof, we have the case studies, the success. But what we fail to understand is that coach is different than you. Meaning the words that they use won't work exactly for you. So the biggest problem I see is a lot of people we work with before we have to redo their copy, followed a template where they just insert their own words and it kind of works. That was the thing. They would say, well, it worked for a little bit, but not long-term because remember people are buying from you because of your magic, not because of any word on the page. It's just because those words on the page made them feel connected to you. Um, And so buying a template and not understanding a framework that I just outlined with that five part is the biggest uh, problem I've seen in the industry.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing that I've read that I've struggled with and still struggling a little bit these days when it comes to copywriting and marketing my own thing is what I do is really not. I mean, it's not black and white. It's very much there is a lot of gray, white, black colors in between. You know, I'm trained in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, theta healing. And um, I've got over 20 years of experience in sales and mindset and self-development and retraining the subconscious mind and all that stuff. And on one hand, I could say I'm an NLP trainer or an NLP coach, but that's not true because I'm more than that. On but, the other hand, I could say I'm a life coach, but that's not true yet because I'm more than that. On the other hand, I could say, well, I am a high-end sales executive coach, which is true, but, again, I'm more than that. And so the thing about it is I got so many experiences and skills combining one with me being me, which is great, you know, that intuitively when I work with people, I go there. I go to to places where most coaches and trainers and just don't go because they don't have the depth of experience that I have. Um, and so not only do I help people let it go and reprogram of their, you know, their limitations and subconscious blockages, uh, as well as ultimately share with them my experience how they can become more confident when it comes to selling their, uh, their services, how to handle objections, how to ultimately be more confident within themselves, how to protect themselves when things don't go their way and people are rude to them, how to ultimately change entire belief systems to be more positive, and, and, and. And so obviously, I'm also teaching sales strategies and so on. But that's not like you go, well, you go to a sales trainer or a sales coach. But a sales trainer or a sales coach just just does one part. And mostly, they go with the logical mind. They don't go with the subconscious mind. So now I'm like in this dilemma from a copywriting standpoint. So where should I go to translate that I am all-encompassing on a holistic level, everything in between, and on top of that, I do also that. You know what I mean? And thats that's been my struggle since yeah. I started my business. Because people only get that when they speak with me. They don't get that when they look at my website.
1: Right. The first thing, and it's someone in your position that you have all these amazing skills and this great success is to go back and look at your favorite person, people you've worked with, your most successful clients and find the common threads in them. I'll give you an example. When you're able to look at them and say that they have these characteristics and they have these problems then your copy is surrounded by them, meaning you're writing to that person because like attracts like. We look at our clientele, we're mostly working with the same person over and over and over again because those are the people that will spend the money and that we can help because we have similar values, similar personality. um, And that's why you often hear that you're friends with your clients because you just happen to attract that. And so... Instead of, cause I, we had that same problem for a while too, but when we really dialed in on who, what was the common thread amongst all the people we helped hmm. and exactly where they wanted to go, we marketed to that person because that person, when they read it said, wow, they just get me. And when we talked about price. It was a no-brainer because they said, you understand me better than anyone else in my industry, and they weren't able to categorize us with other copywriters. They're more like these people are, are, are messaging experts because they understand my messaging.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, my the first client that I had back in Australia, she was a marketing consultant, or she still is, actually. And if I were to look at the favorite client... She was one of them, and then the personal trainers I worked with. So those are like two client types that I mostly like to work with Um, because they have have the expertise, but they got their own set of limitations when it comes to being confident, when it comes to selling, and their own undervalue what they know and how they do it. And quite often they don't know how to actually apply themselves on that level. And uh, and that's the that's the client that I normally work with anyway. But those that are like my favorite ones are the ones that are ultimately you know stay with me for I say at least one year. And there was one that's um, I got a few ones, but one when I first started in Australia, and the other one from the UK that was like that's a personal trainer. And those are like those two types of, and they, they have very similar problems. It doesn't really matter if your job is a personal trainer or coach or, you know what I mean? It's ultimately, it, it all uh, comes together as mindset,
1: communication, and leadership. Those are the three areas that are encompassing it. Right. So that, so that right there, you said something super important, right? You're saying like the mindset part. Now, there's a billion people that are all good, but like maybe not all of them are good. But there's, there's people that can claim can teach mindset. Yeah. But when you said that you attract those two different kind of audiences, the nice thing is that the common threads you just identified. So right to that gap, right? You're so good at this, but you don't know how to do this. You're so good at that, you don't know how to do that. I come in and I bring those two together. Hmm. And then it's all about testing, too. Right. So our messaging has evolved drastically since we began. But when you start writing to those people, and if they, it's obviously those people come to you, great, it's on. But if only like some of them come to you, then tweak it until the others come to you as well. It's all about different iterations of your marketing. So would
0: you recommend people to ultimately do their copywriting themselves? Or would you say it's better to ultimately? Um, go to an agency like yourself, and then uh, get somebody that knows how to do that, or a combination of both. What's the best
1: way to go about it? So, combination of both. It's one of those things that's like, if you don't know how to look at what's good copy, you will you'll get screwed over. Because if you come to me and say, Brett, hire me, and I say, Great, a million dollars, you will you won't know what's a million dollars worth of copy or not because. Even if I write something to you that says this will convert, you may not like it, but you don't know how to judge it. And so therefore, you get the understanding of copy, what good copy is, what good copy feels like. And of course, then if it's written in your voice, you at least are able to judge if this copywriter can do that for you. And so one, it's imperative for you to understand the skill because everything is online every word that's put out online is copy Uh because content tells, copy sells. When that person's ready to pay you, that's copy. So what we often find, our clients will say, I understand it well enough. I don't have the time to do it. Or teach me it so I can do it faster. And so the idea is you still need to get that education yourself whether you want to do it faster, because right, success loves speed, or so you can judge if the copy presented to you is good copy. Mm, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I understand copy. I've done a fair bit of myself. So I understand the rules and I understand what to look out for, to be honest. But um, I wouldn't call myself a copywriter, even though I understand it. And I think it's just a matter of what you need to have the experience and skills. But you know, this is the same thing that I say to people when it comes to hiring salespeople. If you hire salespeople and you know what you need to look for, it's the same kind of thing. You need to know what to you know, what to listen to on their behavior, the words, the entire thing, the tonality, and how they speak to the person on their other rank and how adaptable they are. And the same I reckon goes for your copy and the words and all that sort of stuff. So that's why I said to you I was intrigued by he for you being the written word, whereas for me it's the exact spoken word. Yeah. Even though I can read it, I get it. Though
1: for me, when I actually say it, that's
0: when it ultimately clicks.
1: Right. And there's also this um for anyone that has like a bigger business that is hiring like a marketing team and hiring a sales team. So when I first started out, I started out as a closer. So I was on the phone. And then Mm -hmm. I also was writing copy. My partner would write the emails and whatnot that would bring leads onto my calendar for the coaches I would close for. There is a gap in the industry that needs to be solved. Hmm. Where it's it's the fact that marketing and and sales hate each other, which is so silly. Because my job as a copywriter is to make your sales so much easier. Yeah, and your job for sales is to feed me the information I need yeah. to warm up the prospect for you. So it's a synergy. It's not a it's not a competition. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, that
0: was one of the reasons why I went into business to ultimately change that perspective to you know find a way to come together on that because I do believe as well. I mean, I saw that when I was working in Australia for the companies, you had the set of copywriters and marketing people in in one office um, and uh, the sales people in the other office. And they would be like in competition with one another all the time. It's like, oh, make this thing sell online and the sales people on the other because this may sell on the phone. Or da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like, huh. my God, what is wrong If you? Why don't you guys work together? I believe absolutely you need to work together. If you want to maximize anything in life, no matter what it is, you can never do everything yourself. You need to find a balance where you work in synergy together. And it goes with not only sales and marketing, but also with customer service, you know? Because in one, on one hand, the problem, let's say in in copywriting and marketing, the problem is you make it sound better than maybe actually is. So it's always heightened, okay? So it doesn't mean that it's wrong to do that, but sometimes misunderstandings happen because of it. Because then you got the marketing. So the marketing makes it sound so amazing. Then you got the salesperson. The salesperson handles the objections and sells it again. And then they close it. And then you have the customer service that go, well, we don't do that according to our terms and conditions. And the person didn't even know about that. And so they get pissed off. I just recently had a situation where um, where that exact exactly that, that thing happened when I did a keto diet over a year ago. And on the page, and what they said was amazing. Even on the videos, it was just like so in marketing, you know, really good. So I bought it, but I wasn't too, you know, I wasn't really getting into it. And to be quite honest, I didn't like their product. Uh, I tasted one of their uh, their bars, and they were awful. And hardly, so hard to eat. It was like you know, I don't know, it was just awful. It was like eating sweet dirt, something like that. Yeah. And and, um, and so then the customer service on one hand was like, yeah, polite, always professional, but it was all through email.
1: Yeah.
0: And when there is a misunderstanding, this is what I don't get sometimes, really, or I never get it really. Um, is why don't you you work in customer service. Why don't you pick up the phone and have a conversation with us? And it's not been done. Uh, like these days, everything is automated. Everything is about, you know, getting it done by email or free ticket system. And there's no personal connection at all. Right. And so the delivery took longer and this and that. And I had a really bad experience. And then I forgot about that I had this app. Now, when I paid for it, I paid through PayPal and you know how it is to automate the payment system. You're on a subscription, you forget about it. And one year later, you pay pay the same amount and you have no idea what it was for. And so this recently happened. And I said, why should I pay $66 for something I'm not using? So I wrote back to them, and said, listen, could you please a cancel it and be refund the $66, which isn't a big deal. It's $66. It's not the end of the world, but you know, I'm not using it. So, far. well, I just emailed them back. So it's on the same day. So hopefully they will just do that. And I don't see the point why not. Yeah. And then the customer service wrote back to me and saying, oh, uh, we don't do that according to our terms and conditions. You, you know, look at this link. And this is when I just got from being cordial and polite to being totally pissed off.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause I thought to myself, well, it's a ripoff. I mean, if you as a company counting on the automated system without even rem- reminding the person, by the way, a week from now, This is coming up. If you're happy with the app, keep on. You don't need to do anything. It'll be automated. If not, cancel it now. But they didn't even do that. They just let it, you know, silently go on. Then it got done. And then they go, well, according to our terms and conditions, we don't refund the full month. We only uh, refund fifty percent And I thought to myself, well, we'll see about that. And that's when... And I'm very sensitive to that sort of thing. But sure. I believe this is one of the reasons why I think marketing, sales, and customer service, they all need to work together. Because if you want to retain your customers, you cannot do right. that just through copy. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's a human connection that ultimately the, pe- the person stays with you when something happens like this. You know, the person would have called up and said, "Oh, sorry about this happening. We do refund to you. Can I ask you why did you want to stop, or um, did you get any results with the keto diet or whatnot, or just thinking the conversation
1: out of react completely different." Yeah. Well, I, one thing I'll add is is that we have this dream that you know you need to build this massive clientele, right? I'm going to sell. 100 people into my $1,000 program. Reality is, though, that's a pain in the ass to deal with. And issues like that come up where that's why we need automation. But realistically, if you just sell 10 people at 10K, as example, easier said than done, but it really is, can be that easy. It's You want to resell the same person okay. rather than continuously to bring in new people. Because that's how you build the lifelong customers. Absolutely. And, and people have that issue of like poor automation and poor customer service because they get, they get, some people just don't care. And that we're going to put them in a category. But I see so many good meeting coaches get too damn busy and then yeah. they things fall through the crack and they don't mean it. So by the time they, that person's pissed off, they truly do feel terrible because they were just spread too thin. And so yeah. it's not all about getting as many new clients. It's like, Resell the current client you have because once, once they, so much easier for them to buy once and they'll buy again and again and again and oh, they'll absolutely. love you for it. By right? great service,
0: yeah. So I mean, this is what I write about in turning customers into profit in my book. You know, is exactly instead of keep on getting new clients, and you know, <coughs> the cycle that we have these days with automation is: let's build the list, let's make a lot of sales, and then. Uh, we wing it somehow. If we got a CRM or a, uh, an Excel sheet, we will wing it somehow. And then exactly those things that I just talked about, that, those will happen. And the customer service that are just answering emails go through a template to respond. They don't even right. personalize it that much. So there, there is the problem where I totally agree with you. Richie, when you actually got, let's say you got 10, 20, or 30 customers, And you now, instead of just keep on trying to sell them, serve them better and build a relationship and then listen, what do they need? Then not only you can sell your own service, but you can also find joint venture partners or partnerships in collaboration and cross-selling and say, look, I don't provide that service, but this partner does. And then you refer it and you get a kickback from a pregnant person. And not only did you serve the client better, but also you ended up building the relationship. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, you know, I don't understand why so many people don't do it in the industry. I really don't get it. Sometimes I go like, you know, I would say it's ridiculous. It's just that I don't get it because it's such an easy concept. You know, it's so much easier than trying to get thousands of people to just buy your product that don't know you. That's a lot harder, you know. I mean, you can disagree with me if you like, but don't you think it's harder to get new clients that don't know you at all than to sell to
1: existing clients that already bought from you? Yeah, it's a much longer sales cycle. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're always offering our clients... The bought before, reoccurring. What do you need? Like exactly like you said. And if they are satisfied and they don't need anything great, then we open the door to new clients. We're, we're a boutique agency. We stay small for a reason because we really want to work on very passionate projects that we believe in. But that also comes with a lot of vetting. So for us, our turnover process is, it takes us a while to find that right client we want to like replace. So we're all about how else can we continue to serve. So we're all about continuing to work with same people over than constantly having to bring in a new stream so much easier absolutely so if
0: people want to get in um in contact with you and you know they want to get in touch with you for uh, copywriting help or marketing help how can they do that
1: so there's two ways one on my facebook uh, which i can provide the link to you i post a lot of content about copywriting Number two, we have a free masterclass that is an hour and a half long. Full disclosure: there is a pitch at the end of it for our course. You can decide if you want to join us or not; completely up to you. But in the masterclass itself, we'll teach you so much about copywriting from like A to Z that you can you'll get a lot of value just out of that. Like I said, if you decide to join us on there, you're more than welcome to buy the course. But I'll also provide the link to you, so anyone can just go watch the masterclass and and get an education on copywriting because like our point earlier you need to be educated on there for you to decide if you want to outsource it or you yourself want to write it
0: and is there anything like any special deals or anything that you have right now for people that already have like the knowledge of marketing they do know what to look for in copywriting they don't feel like well all right i'm going to do another master class to learn more i want or they just say like you know, like myself, well, I'm ready to get
1: somebody to help with my copy. Is there anything that you have at the moment? Yeah, so if anyone comes to me and, and says that they heard um, me from this podcast, they'll get 20% off any any uh, deal that we decide that makes sense for both of us. Um, and and so we'll, we'll do that. I also do copy audits all the time, meaning before you even decide to work with me, and look at your stuff, because I want to make sure that one, I can demonstrate my value to you, that you believe that I'm good at what I'm doing. And I can also help you point out things that are off at the beginning. From there, you can decide if you want us to do it or you just want to take that advice and, you know, go run. So uh, we're all about building genuine relationships with anyone that we work with. So, awesome. Those are So two- That is fantastic. Is there
0: any... Um- before you wrap it all up, is there any one or two tips that you want to give to entrepreneurs when it comes to, you know, getting out there with their own copy
1: on their website the website and landing pages and things like that? Yeah. So the first thing is that, as you probably teach too, record all your sales calls because that's good practice. But take a step uh, after that, transcribe your calls okay. because that's how That's how I started getting really good at copy was I started seeing the words that Mm -hmm. my people were using on the sales calls. So as an example, if they liked the word banana for whatever reason, everyone that closed kept referencing bananas. I use that in my copy because my data showed me that. Oftentimes, we guess. Don't guess. Go where you have data and then use that in your copy. That will make it so much better just off the bat. Oh, yeah. That's a great tip. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much. All right, Well, it was uh, very in, inspiring and uh, insightful to have you on the podcast. And I hope the listeners will not only listen to it, but apply what they learned from it and share the podcast as well. So thank you again for being part of it. And uh, for you guys that are listening to the podcast, any links that you will share with me, I will add in so you can get in touch with him. And uh, make sure that your copy... Um, he is getting better to get more traction and make more sales online or even, you know, join his masterclass to learn how you can improve your copywriting. All right, thank you so much and uh, have a fantastic weekend ahead and uh, I'm
1: looking forward to keeping in touch with you, Brett. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I love this show. You do such a great job facilitating it. Thank you so much.